Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. When you're a new mum and your life revolves around a lack of sleep, time and control, plus a total dependency on you by a small human... It's hard to imagine the next time you'll ever have time for yourself. Heidi Size is a mother, dietitian and recipe contributor for ABC Life. Her new book, Nurturing Your New Life, Words and Recipes for the New Mother, lends a helping hand through one of the most joyful but also difficult times for mums. Hi, Heidi. How are you? I'm well. Thanks, Siobhan. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Nurturing is a very specific word. Why do you think new mums need to know how to nurture their new life as a parent? Gosh, it is just such a a big overwhelming time. A huge momentous change is happening and it, seemingly everything is new and foreign and and we're dealing with this incredible change while not sleeping. Our hormones are all over the shop. And um, we are just really prone and vulnerable to be feeling to to be feeling incapable, um, and we need to look after ourselves not only so that we can look after our baby better, but so that we can feel good as a person. And and it's so easy to to forget about our needs, but we 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 just can't forget ourselves, and we really need to look after ourselves with nourishing food but just general nurturing, so whatever our self-care looks like. What did your first child teach you about having your second? Um, That it was so much less about them and and more about me. I needed to look after myself, um, not so much prepare for their arrival with little knickknacks for them or a nursery for them. I needed to um, look after myself so that I could be everything that they needed um, and feel better during the process just because it is so demanding. Other cultures around the world have different rituals for supporting a woman after birth. We in the West don't seem to have anything approaching that kind of support. What are the best ways we can look after ourselves after birth when it's not a natural thing for everyone to come together like they might in other countries around the world? Yeah, we can really sort of get a, a head start, I suppose, before our baby is born um, by stocking the freezer with some good food um, and having food in the pantry. So that's something we can really do before um, the baby arrives. And then afterwards, it, it can feel foreign to ask for help. Um, we're not really used to that. And because of the unrealistic expectation placed upon women to you know, do it all and bounce back, um, we can feel like we shouldn't need help, but we do need it and asking for it. Even if you think you'll be okay, asking for it can make a huge difference to your well-being. So asking loved ones to bring you food, um, you're surely, hopefully quite happy doing that with your really close family and friends. But, um, you know, people often do text and say, do you need anything from the shops? So making sure you say yes. (laughs) Yes, can you please pick me up some avocados or some milk, whatever it is. Um, And then I I know when I had my second, I I asked my mum, 
for some veggie soup sometime in the first week and a batch of her lentils. Um, and, and so food is one way we can really ask for help. If you feel confident asking for further assistance, like I didn't have to ask, I'm very blessed, but my mother gave the house a tidy up. She would wash the dishes if she was there. But not being afraid if, if people don't necessarily think to do that. If they're your close family and friends, hopefully they're fine with, oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll do the dishes. So asking for help. And if you are in the position, consider hiring a postpartum doula. More and more are cropping up as we realise we are not getting the support we need in our culture. And it is invaluable help. It, it might be an investment financially, but very likely it will offset any possible future um, issues that you may need to deal with down the track if you're able to physically recover by resting and get the mental support you know, and social support you're needing. You speak about surrendering, surrendering to the situation you're in, that is a small baby who needs you constantly and uh, those kinds of pressures that come when you have a baby. Surrender is such a great word and it is a brilliant thing to do. But it's, uh, it's easier to say than to put into action, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're not set up to be able to completely surrender 24-7, you know, because we, we, don't, we aren't getting the support we need to be able to do that. Um, you know, we, we, we might, if we're lucky, we might have a supportive partner who can help us out. And, um, you know, I say help us out because it's not always... Um, 50-50 parenting, if you're a breastfeeding mother, you, you are very likely doing more of the work. Um, but we do need to have support so that we can fully surrender because in, in baby's sleep needs are wildly <laughs> disruptive to our sleep needs. And um, and they're, they're constantly needing to be um, with you, you know, in your arms perhaps, or, or, you know, you might get a bit of an independent baby, but many of them do need to be near you. And it is incredibly demanding and, and it's lovely to be able to surrender, but you need to look after yourself if you are wanting to be, if you are doing that. If you are surrendering, you need to look after yourself because it, it is incredibly depleting. So when you say surrender, I guess I was thinking emotionally surrender, but you're mm-hmm. also talking about in a physical way, just saying this is what it will be for some time. Yes. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, both. And any, any sort of way surrendering to, um, or I suppose releasing some of the expectations you might be holding on to, because you, you might hear that it's going to be hard or you might hear that their sleep, you know, is challenging, but until you're fully in it and, and perhaps going up against some of those expectations you might have been holding on to as to how life with a new baby might be, um, you know, we all go through our own surrendering, process of surrendering and releasing whatever expectations we're holding on to. So I guess that's your own journey, whether it's more emotionally surrendering or just physically surrendering, or however it, however it looks for you. Now, you're a dietitian who's helped lots of mums postpartum. What are your favourite foods to nourish a new mum? Well, many traditional cultures around the world have um, brothy sort of uh, foods in their uh, postnatal plan for their mothers. So I think there's a there's good logic behind that. These broths often are made with animal bones, be it chicken feet, pig's trotter, whatever, um, and they're really rich in collagen and glycine, the amino acid that helps us to make collagen, which is the major structural protein in the body. And you're you know after birth, your needs for nour- your need for nourishment 
is incredibly high, more than more than during pregnancy. And if you're a breastfeeding mother, on top of that, it's it's additionally high. So, um, having enough protein can help with tissue repair and perhaps some wound healing that might need have needed to take place. So, I'm a fan of slow cooked cuts of meat, um, red meat being high in iron. You don't need a lot of it, but but that can be really, really good. And if you're making a casserole with that, that meat, then having some bone broth or some, some like a good quality stock um, within that. Vegetables always full of micronutrients and fiber. We really need, um, you know, making sure you're having enough water if you're having lots of fiber too, because you don't want to exacerbate any constipation that might be happening. Really, but your system's a bit all over the shop after birth. So, so just gentle, nourishing foods like casseroles and, and soups with veggies. I also love oily fish, so salmon, sardines, eggs. They're really, really great, convenient, and, and um, full of good fats as well as ghee, olive oil, avocado, nuts and seeds, all of those good things. Now, your book is part recipe, part um, musings and advice from your own experience of motherhood. When it comes to the recipes, you've just talked about some of your favorite foods. What can women expect from the recipes in your book? Are they easy to cook? Yes. <laughs> Good. Yes, I do say, I do say in it that perhaps there might be a, new, uh, a method that is new to you um, because I don't know where everyone's coming from. But I find at least with recipes, it's, Try try a recipe, read it thoroughly, read the method, read the ingredients, read the method again and and just dive in, give it a shot. The first time you try it, you might not be so sure how it'll turn out, but you, you gain confidence and that's what you really need if, if some recipe is new to you. But having said that, um, they are basic. There's casserole, there's pasta, there's um, just simple salads. I... I wrote this book while pregnant with my second child and I finalized the recipes while in my postnatal period as well and that kept it all very grounded <laughs> and authentic and it, it kept me from making things too fancy so it is achievable basic nourishing food and it's the food we eat in our everyday um and, and there's a really energizing slice there that I was living on in the early weeks after my son's birth, full of nuts and oats and all that good stuff. So, yeah, so it's definitely not fancy food, just good quality, nourishing, wholesome food. Now, a lot of I remember back to when I was um, a new mum. And I must admit that coffee and cake and maybe chocolate weren't ever far from my reach. What's the benefit in maybe making a little bit more effort and trying to um, support yourself with those kinds of foods you just mentioned, as opposed to having that coffee that gets you through the morning or um, <laughs> consuming yeah. that piece of cake every, you know, every moment you get? I yeah, I actually mentioned those foods in my um, in the book specifically. I say your sleep deprived brain might instruct you to have <laughs> coffee and and cake for breakfast, which and those are wonderful additions to our diet. I say, but our energy levels are not going to be as sustained if we eat that constantly. We're also at really needing to replenish our stores 
that have been lost, nutrient stores that have been lost during pregnancy to grow this baby and that are continuing to be depleted if we're breastfeeding. So being more intentional is important for your energy levels, just so you feel good in the short term, but also in the long term, how our body holds up and also the quality of our breast milk. We can influence, you know, boost the fat content and certain micronutrients if we're, um, you know, if we're getting a good intake in our diet. So not to like guilt people, we should totally be having cake and coffee, but we're going to be feeling so much better if we do have um, veggies and fiber and fat and protein rich foods along with our instant energy carbohydrate foods. Um, So meal prepping when you can, just having the food there, making it easy for yourself, asking people to support you. This is a a short season that you're going to be needing that support from your loved ones, so make the most of it. Ask them to to bring food and, and help you so that you've got this nourishing food available that is easy to prepare because it is surprisingly difficult to assemble something find time to shower use the toilet when you have a newborn surprisingly so very surprising well maybe they should all just get your book Heidi maybe (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for your time today Heidi thank you Siobhan that's Heidi Size she's a mother dietitian and recipe contributor for ABC Life and to find out where to get your own copy of her new book check out the links in the notes of this episode Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.